We're back. The Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking emerging media, cannabis, blockchain, e-games, and so much more without the bullshit. And most importantly, over whiskey. They're called Clive Black, a fool brown, and Anthony in a very clear middle. Okay. <laughs> As you guys can tell, the fool's not here today, so I had to take over his part, and we're not going to make it offensive. So uh, <laughs> I'm in the middle, half black, half Mexican, okay? <laughs> and I forgot the rest of his part. So tell him why you're mad, son. Welcome. <laughs> Cue the music. The music. Chicka, 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 chicka. Yeah, that's all I got. That's what happens when, you, that's what happens when you're, uh, yeah, this is actually two-thirds of Whiskey Hughes been going over the past month and a half, our, our fans are like, what's going on? What's up? What's up? You know, it's that it's that uh, confusing August September time frame where folks are on vacation, school's getting started, just life is happening. We're in the Delta. We're in the Delta variant mode right now, so everything's up in limbo. It's like, you know, some people are going to make it, some people are not. They're having conferences, football games with a hundred thousand people. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and about that. And then they're also canceling trips, doing concerts, you name it. It's all over the place. But the one thing I saw recently that New York is back. We had fashion week. We had the U S open. Mm-hmm. We had yep. uh, a number of other major events and, you know, get in where you fit in. If you got a vaccine. Great. If not, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. Somebody, look, <laughs> For someone's car, like everyone else is doing, <laughs> but you know it's just crazy yeah. out in this world right now. Yeah, it's um, in the New York area, North Jer- in Jersey, you really can't do much without that vaccine. Um, and people, you know, people in some parts of the country or here in this area is like, oh, this is so wrong, blah 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 blah. Well, people don't remember what it was like. April 2020. How quickly we forget <laughs> how bad it was. Like we act like things that was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It was last year that we were out here. People in Queens and people all throughout New York and New Jersey were hearing ambulances going around left to right because people were getting called into the emergency room because they couldn't breathe and you know they were on the verge of dying. So listen, how quickly we forget? I get it. I guess. Not really. Not really. But whatever. The VMAs were, the VMAs were, VMAs. You know, yep. VMAs. I looked at the VMAs. Met Gala. You know, we had people with masks. The Met Gala. Yeah. You know, yep. we had, uh, the, what uh, else you got going the, on? The, the outline of Kim Kardashian is just an all black shadow. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> it's, whatever. it's just crazy. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's a lot, it's a lot going on. But, you know, I think certified lover boy versus Donda. Oh, man. Donda. Yeah. And look, and Drake had nine of the top 10 songs the following week. So, you know, yeah, like, I'm going Drake won that battle. Where my, where my shy town? Oh, Thule's not here. So he can't take up for yeah, shy, shy yeah, town right now. Yeah. 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 He, he, he doesn't really claim, he only claim, he doesn't claim rap. He claims, uh, R&B. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're not going to say who that is. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been crazy. And, uh, yeah, we got the, you know, my focus right now is, is that best, that convergence on all sports. Well, not all sports, just football. Um, I got college. I got I got college on Saturdays. I got NFL on Sundays or NFL's Thursday, Sunday, Monday. They own the whole week, Right. College football Saturday, you know, uh, talks of the NBA coming up soon. You know, it's, it's, it's a good time. I, I like it. Exciting. And, 
you know, I think one of the things that makes it exciting is that the world is still going on. Like we had the, the, I like the fake seasons last year, right? We had the shortened seasons of all the sports and now we get the full layout. Things are in place and you think you're going to have fans in stadiums. So I'm excited to see how everything plays out with that, you know, but I do know that some teams are getting hit already. Like the New Orleans Saints, they had, I think six coaches that had eight, right? uh, something six. like that, six to eight Damn. coaches who got impacted by COVID and some other players or something like that. So it's crazy. So I think it's, you know, it's just something we're going to have to figure out and live with, but we've been talking about that for 18 plus months and yeah, uh, you know, it's just something to continue to watch. So Listen, man, stop partying so much. So the coaches, <laughs> coaches watch who they hang out with, man. I, this is, this is becoming those situations where you got like, ah, I get it. I just don't want to be around you because I know how you get down. I've been like this. I've been like this now for uh, for a year. I'm like, ah, I know how you get down, dude. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to hang out with you. <laughs> right, right, right. So one of the things uh, before we hop into it, you know, our normal show, we're going to talk about our whiskey that we're going to fe- feature today. Um, it's going to be a good one. AG actually brought it up. He uh, he has a local um, wine. Local, local a guy. He has a guy, right? A guy. You know, it's local. It's not one of those mass change. Um, That's right. I'll I'll let him dive into it because, you know, he recommended it. This is one where, you know, we're going to sip on. We're going to spend some time with it and then uh, give you a review at the end. Well, it's Spayburn 15. So, you know, this is a. this goes back to my Lafroy kind of days. You know, some people Uh like it. Some people don't. It's a little peaty. I'm just letting you know, it's not as PD as before. PD crack is but back. It has a lot, uh, <laughs> PD crack, but it's it, it definitely more flavorful. So it's a, it's a, it's actually surprisingly, I was caught off guard when, when, when my guy recommended it and I said, I was, oh, it's not as, it's not as PD as I thought. So it's a good, it's a good drink. And then it's Thursday. And so I got football to watch so I can watch that with my football and you know, I'm just gonna leave it right there. There you go. There you go. So, so good, good, good taste. Yeah. So you know, it's, I think you lead right in, right? So this episode, we want to jump into something that's near and dear in our heart, hearts. Uh, we are the Whiskey Hue, and we talk about business, tech, and culture. And I think this is the intersection of culture and, uh, and business. Uh, but it's in a it's in a new and probably expected way. We want to dive into the NCAA's debate on NIL. NIL, what's that, ladies and gentlemen? That's name, image, and likeness rights. So for decades upon decades, decades. The, the, NCAA, decades. the NCAA has had uh, unmatched, unchallenged, free Unmitigated. labor. Free labor. Free labor. Of, of student athletes where they would exchange uh, a college degree. Scholarship. Or the potential of earning <laughs> oh. A potential of earning a there you degree. go. Uh, Thank you. There we go. Let's clarify that one. <laughs> especially for those students who are black and brown playing football, basketball, uh, where they earn a lion's share of the revenue um, for a scholarship to come play on their teams, earn the colleges uh, billions of dollars in exchange for a thirty thousand, thirty to fifty thousand dollars scholarship without any other additional incentives. Um, I know we all know the story of the Fab Five, Chris Weber, Jalen Rose. I think they were Juwan over Howard, Juwan yeah. Howard. Yeah, they were over in, I think they were over in China or somewhere overseas one day. And they were walking down the street 
Jalen Rose, I think, mentioned like he had like dollars in his pocket. And they looked over, or Chris Weber was in dollars in their pocket, and they looked over and looked and saw hangers and hangers filled with jerseys with their with their numbers on the back of it, and they were selling out. Everyone on campus with jerseys sold out, and they weren't getting anything from this. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that it's been going on for a while, and now through a lot of debate, um, shout-outs to a lot of people who fought for this, um, Shout out to Cory Booker, yeah. state senator of New Jersey. There you go. Uh, U.S. senator, excuse me. They, they've passed the name, image, and likeness rights, which gives the student athletes the ability to profit off of their name, their image, and their likeness. Um, it was a landmark deal that was struck um, probably earlier this summer of 2021, if not a little bit earlier. And it's, uh, it's something that was actually driven by um, um, California, you know, Gavin Newsom, who was recently just uh, reconfirmed, just got <laughs> reconfirmed that he can save, 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 save his job, save his job, his job, where California, who's <laughs> actually oftentimes a leader in laws because they typically are really progressive liberal and they'll sign some stuff. And because they're doing it and they have a large percentage of the country, um, the state, or other other states will follow. And eventually, the country will follow because if California is doing it, and they have a competitive advantage. Uh, other states will follow. So, signed a deal where they could pay student student athletes for name, image, and likeness in California. If you watch uh, the shop, the show by LeBron James, um, they actually signed on the show, um, and it was one of those things where they signed it. And shortly after that, it was a a, a law that was uh, signed nationally. And players are getting paid. Guap. It's it's to the some of it. it's to the point where you know it's it's worth it. And I'm glad it, it did it that way. The NCAA had to make this adjustment. They were going to be uh, have a, had a, a lot of competitive challenges, especially in sports like basketball. Um, mm-hmm. And and we'll dive into that a little bit later. But before we dive in, you know, what are your thoughts on the NIL? Let me tell you something. I've been all for this for over. I remember having discussion in the early 2000s, had friends who played sports in college. And I, I, I noticed the conversational differences with friends who played sports in colleges. Those who played football or basketball is like, yeah, we need to get paid. Those who played the other sports <laughs> were like, no, you know, got a free degree. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, because they lived in two different worlds. And then, and, and to see how it progressed. And when the feds, you know, the, the senators, the U.S. Senate got in, started getting involved, you knew the writing was on the wall. And to your point, you know, other leagues are popping up for basketball. It's hard to be, you know, have a competitive league in football uh, just because of the nature of the sport. But I, I, I'm extremely excited about it. You know, it's going, you know, it's going to trickle down to other players to make some more money off of their off of their likeness. And and it's hitting sports that you don't think no one's talking about, right? It's not hitting just basketball and football. It's hitting gymnastics. It's hitting, mm-hmm. it's hitting wrestling. It's hitting, it's hitting sports that you don't, you know, you don't, you're not going to see on ESPN on a regular basis. So I, I'm excited. Listen, I love, I'm, I, I feel the value of a college degree. I think it's outstanding. But when you see these stadiums and if you've ever been to a college, such a college football game at a major university, and you sit in, and you go into that massive stadium and you look at those guys on the field and they're playing for, yes, free. They're playing for 
they a college scholarship. But ultimately, depending on the university, they might not really be going to school anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I think I think they should make money. You know, it's the American way anyway to be able to make money um, off of your labor. And yeah, I'm all for it. And, and so to put this in perspective and just to, just to know that, you know, we're not being greedy. Right. So took a look at the top earning football schools and what revenue they're generating off the backs of these free labor athletes. University of Texas, top program mm-hmm. with one hundred and fifty six million dollars annually off of their football program. University of Georgia, one hundred and twenty three million. University of Michigan, one twenty two. Notre Dame. 116 in Ohio State, rounding out the top with the top five with $115 million in annual revenue. And it's been going up tremendously every year because of licensing deals um, with major sports brands like Under Armour, Nike, signing deals, and the players don't get a cut of it. So what does NIL look like? Um, Will players get a percentage of that revenue? The answer is still no. I mean, there's a long ways to go. But what's happening is the players can independently go out and sign sponsorship deals with yep. a, you name it, anything, anything that they can possibly sell their name, image and likeness on. So the reason why this is important and uh, I think of great value is because this this impacts everyone from superstar first round draft pick athletes to, you know, the fifth man on the bench. Or, you know, fifth string player on the bench who doesn't get a lot of time because they can go out independently and find something that fits for them, earn them some free perks, revenue, et cetera. And everybody's happy. It didn't cost the college university any money. The person who who uh, secured the sponsorship. So, for example, there is someone with a um, uh, I forget the student where the student's at. He has a deal with Kool-Aid because his nickname oh, is Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, yeah. Yeah, he goes to Alabama. He, he has a deal with Kool-Aid because his nickname is Kool-Aid. Uh, there, there are players who essentially have um, deals with Raisin Cane and uh, local car dealerships and all these things where if you're thinking about a small town like uh, Happy Valley where Penn State is and the football team is a local celebrity because there's no other professional sports. There's no there's, other competition. There's nothing else out no there. No celebrities. So if you get the kicker there. who's in front of 100000 a year and you sign him to a $2,000 a month deal to be the spokesman for... Uh, Georgia's what, Chevrolet dealership. Yeah. You know, that makes <laughs> that makes total sense from a marketing perspective. He's like, oh, that's the kicker. He won the game. Like, there's a ton of those opportunities. And where it's, where it's adding value is now... The students are seeing the business side of sports. They're getting introduced to agents at an earlier stage in the process, and they're learning how to manage money at an earlier stage. So I think there are a lot of positives, but I'll stop there and uh, let you let you share, AG. I, I, I think there's, there's always a downside to paying young people oh, thousands of dollars. Go. I don't see a problem. Oh, no, I, I'm just throwing it out there. You got to throw it out there because that's the first response, Right. I think this is perfect. I, I don't. Why shouldn't somebody make money off of what they what they do for a living, right? Because at the end of the day, when the the concept of the student athlete that the NCAA has used to defend their reasons for not allowing athletes to get paid for for their services, 
is BS because they're in today's world. When you have, you know, I was looking up head coaches, their salaries. When you have a coach like Nick Saban uh, makes almost $9 million a year or Ed Ogeron is seven or eight, you know, Dabble Sweeney are $8 million a year. It's clearly a business. Is 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 reflective that it is a business and it's a multi well it's a multi million dollar business. It's the hottest ticket in most of these some of these states as it is. Alabama University, of Alabama is the biggest thing in that state. No offense. Yeah, you could say it. it's a billion dollar Alabama. business. It's a billion. It's a billion dollar yeah, business. Billion. That's what you want to say. So why yeah, go ahead? Why, say, say it with why, your chest. Why? Yeah, say, why shouldn't somebody who who's adding who knows how many millions of dollars in value to a university? How much? How much money did? Uh, Justin Fields at Ohio State last year by almost making it into the end of, you know, the way he played in a shortened season. They, he put the team on his back to go to the, to the championship. How much money could he have made? Who knows? And we don't always know everybody's situation. Some people are fine financially. Some people aren't. The stories that you hear professional, who is, is it Kimba Walker who talked about um, not having any food after, after hitting the, uh, the final jump shot in the Big East tournament? Like not yep. be able to eat and you're and you're broke and you just won the big East tournament for your school. This because is the calf was closed. It, the calf was closed and they can't get any money from the teams or the coaches because they'll be ruled ineligible yeah. back then. Like yeah. it, 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 it was it was ridiculous. And the NCAA sitting here with March Madness that makes what five billion dollars a year because of through sponsorships and everything. Get out of here. Let these guys make their money. Like and, and 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 if and and if you you don't like the new work way of you know uh, sports, you should have stopped it a long. You should have came up with a solution a long time ago. Yep. But no, it worked for you. It worked for your fandom, and you know you get to make your money, but they don't need to make theirs. And you know, the, there's a lot of words for that, but we're not going to say those words. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So it's it's uh. It's something that, you know, we're excited to see. And, you know, as I was looking into this deeply, I was like, okay, so who's getting these deals, right? So obviously you're getting those major players who are, you know, destined to be superstars. Um, I think the quarterback from Alabama, who's uh, uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young, who I think is a freshman. He signed on three freshmen that got. Million dollar deals. And they got <laughs> like, seven, seven, seven figure deals, uh, and you know it. It's shocking because they haven't done anything on the field. They come in as five star recruits, but you know how that goes in in sports nowadays. Um, they get hurt, they get beat out. You know, and they have these deals, which you know I'm happy they can get. But you know, it's uh, it's good to see because they would have three years of just being at the university, getting you know. Um, uh, used up, hurt, and not earning any revenue off their body. So, but some of the cool ones that I, I, I saw was uh, it's you know we talked about Kool Aid, uh, Der- Derek King. You know that's the, Derek uh, King. Uh, 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 Derek King's Miami. Yeah, Derek King's University Miami. Miami. Yep. He, he signed he, him to a college hunks house hauling. I was like, what? What is that? <laughs> no, he signed a deal with. No, he signed a deal with the. Uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, yeah. He was a Miami football player, and he's become the first collegiate athlete to sign agree- an agreement with a, a pro sports team. Um, so that was interesting. One that I thought was really dope was um, BYU football team mm. 
signed a deal for every walk-on player to get a scholarship from a company called Built Bar. Um, where they'll pay the scholarship uh, deals for walk-on football players. And I think that's pretty dope because when you're a walk-on, you're really committed to being on the team. You were going to do it for free. Um, and they're going to pay every walk-on's tuition. And they're going to give them a brand, brand ambassador, allowing them to earn up to like an additional $1,000. So, you know, these are people who are not stars. They're barely on the team, but they're doing it for the love. Um, what other one? There were athletes who signed with major brands like Degree or Boost Mobile, where they had um Fresno State basketball players. There, the uh, Hannah and Haley Cavender uh, signed with Boost Mobile. So you know they had a big billboard in the middle of Times Square promoting them. So there's a lot of different avenues where uh this is going to go. And one of the things that I'm excited about is that the future generation they'll be a lot more savvy because major agencies like Clutch, you know, run and founded by Rich Paul, LeBron's agent. They have NIL students. Uh, Gary V, who has a sports agency, they have NIL athletes that they're representing and so on and so forth. So now you're getting them to be more savvy, finding deals. And before you know it, there's going to be a lot of players out there with, with major deals. Well, and it's not, it's also the best part about it. It's also not even just about the major deals, right? Like we were like brought up now they can do. So if you drill it down and like, I, you know, I've talked before I wrestled, right? So what happens for the non-major sports when the summer hits, there's always camps, right? I went to wrestling camps during the summer. They suck because it was hot, but <laughs> you, but now those camps can now hire or pay a college athlete to coach or do a, do a, do a mm-hmm. session or, and, and that just is, is not just football. And you know, we just think about everything like in football and basketball terms, it can really drill down. You won't get million dollar deals for wrestling or fencing or, or who knows what the other, you know, softball all the time, maybe you will softball, but you now give, you get these athletes who are playing like the Olympic sports and where there's really no money in them. Right. <laughs> so right. they, they can go during the summer and get recruit and get asked to coach a session or two or whatever during the summer for these different camps. And that's, that's game changing for them, right? Because if they're training for, you know, there's many stories about the Olympics where these athletes don't get paid anything and now they can possibly get paid in college and won't ruin their NCAA eligibility. This is huge. Like I, I, and you, and you know, some of these wrestlers or, you know, some of these fencers or, you know, who, whatever sport that they now can get paid. And that's, that's the drill down moment, right? And I think we can get we can get down caught up in the minutia of just the big boy sports, which you can because it's a lot of money. But and, when you and drill it down to those, good. Now I was gonna say, and that's a great point because um, there were swimmers from the Olympics who had to go professional because they had to take the sponsor they um, had to take the sponsorship dollars and they couldn't go back to college. So now this makes it so that you know someone can compete in the Olympics, take the NIL money. And then go back to college um, and, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, being ineligible or anything like that. So I think it, it, it had a lot of positives. But to your point, I think there is one opportunity where there could be some challenges is um, where some players could get jealous. Right. I think one of the coaches, Nick Saban, it might have mentioned something about uh, their quarterback, Bryce Young. Bro, Bryce at, Young. Yeah, Bryce Young at Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. He got a million dollar sponsorship before he actually even threw a, threw a, started the game 
threw a ball, hasn't he hasn't even played a game. And his deal, his only known deal is with Cash App. So one of the things it could be a big play is, you know, will other players be jealous? Um, of course. Will it, will it drive the player to work uh, a little bit less? Will they not be as hungry and desirable against that next level? So those are some of the areas where, you know, if you, if you don't have it in you and you're doing it to get to the next level and, you know, make it out the hood or, you know, get your mom in that house and you can get your mom in that house because you're a freshman, you got a million dollars. Will you lose some of that fire in your belly? That's where, you know, it may come into play. But, you know, from a, a, a business perspective, I think there's a ton of, ton of positive there. Let me tell you something about the negative. If I'm, if I'm at University of Alabama right now and I'm a freshman and I'm cool with him, I'm like, dude, you're paying. Like, I I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. You ain't ain't got got it. it. (laughs) Like you paying, homie. (laughs) You got me. You got me for the party tonight. You gonna pot? You gonna pay me? Give me that five dollar admission fee. I got you. Perfect. I don't know when last time you been to a party, but it ain't been five dollars in decades. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, like that house party. The house party. Yeah, you know, five. I haven't been to a. I haven't been to a college house party in twenty years. Yes. So. I don't know if it's still five dollars, but I used to pay rent off of those things. Okay, uh, look at him, look at him. But no, it's uh, it's great to see. And then you think about one of the ones where I got excited about, and then we think about the tech space. There's a uh, some players who are you know signing deals with tech companies. So for example, uh, Deion Sanders' son, uh, Shadir uh, Sanders. Shador, Shador Sanders. That's right. Shadir Sanders. Forgive me. He's uh, the quarterback for Jackson State. Shout out to HBCU. And he signed a deal with Beats, uh, which is super dope um, because, you know, he, had, he was he, he's been in commercials. He's representing HBCU. He's putting, um, you know, ma- uh, he's putting J- Jackson State on the map and, you know, he's getting he's getting to the money. And so I'm excited about that and to see where that evolved to. And then you think about more HBCUs. There's Master P's son who signed a deal with a software company. I have to, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but you know, Master P, he's the master negotiator, master uh, hype man. Said it was the largest NIL deal, you know, at the time ever. So he was hyping it up. Uh, so that's just one of the, the, one of the ways that I'm excited to see how it, it continues to evolve, especially for these HBCUs. Well, I, I, and that deal, so and that deal was about two, and that deal, and that deal was about two million dollars that um, his son signed, and he's he's a basketball player at Tennessee State. I'm not sure what the company is, but um, I think it's in. He's an ambassador for a web app company uh, called Web App America. So who knows? Let's see where it goes. Well, so from a college sports fan perspective, right? So there's there's the business side of it, right? Then there's the fan side of it. I do think this is going to change. Given another couple of years, this is definitely going to change the the landscape, right? Because if I'm a recruit or I'm a parent of a recruit who's a five star recruit, it's no longer to me. It's no longer just about like literally. If I if my son was a, a recruit for a, a college football recruit, five-star blue chip athlete. And I'm get, he's, he's getting mail every day and calls from coaches to come to their school. It's not going to be just about that. I want to know what they can do financially. Like what, the, you know, <laughs> or a higher, like I'm not, I, you know, not, not some under the table, like 
it is illegal against the NCAA rules. But you see what BYU did. It was almost a university thing. Georgia Tech did the same thing. So did um. Oh, so you're trying to be like uh, uh, the Bush family. Yeah, listen. No, I say the Bush man. family, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush fans. No, that, that, that's no, why I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a house. What I'm. What I'm. What I'm. What, Cam I, I Newton, the Hume sure. family. Right, like so. If you're if you're thinking about it, like it's the top some of the top say top college football programs. The only one that's in a major city or mid major city is Ohio State. They're all the rest of them are are in the middle of nowhere. And USC comes, USC comes knocking on the door near Los Angeles. I'm like, well, he could have a better opportunity being in Los Angeles to make some NIL money. And that's going to be the truth. I think that's going to play, play into it in a couple of years from a recruiting side. Are there boosters at the university that are willing to do deals with, with my child? Or is, or, or do I have to sign with an agency, which more likely you'll sign with the agency anyway to help leverage those deals anyway or get the deals for you i think it's going to play into the nature of recruiting and it's going to change the landscape of sports and i think you're going to see a lot of college coaches who aren't going to like this new landscape you're going to start seeing some fall off and, and retire in a couple of years um with the new landscape of recruiting hence hence coach k i think that's the reason why i think coach k is retiring yeah um, I think he's that's old. that's neither here nor yeah. there that's, that's another yeah. story well i, but, I think he's not know, used think, the game's changed too much yeah 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 the game's changed <laughs> Uh, but you know, to close it out and we can spend some time on this is I think the players have more power. Uh, and, and you started to touch on it a little bit where now they own their own media, um, own their own media by having their social followings. You can go into college with a couple million followers, promote your businesses. You have these, uh, viral sensations. And by the time you get there as a freshman, you can have a following of a couple million people who, they're worth something. So I definitely think that's where the, the game has changed. And, you know, you got YouTubers, you got viral sensations, you got TikTokers, you know, agencies. And, you know, in my business of marketing, that's so valuable because you get TikTok. impressions, you can get engagements and, and, and brands will pay a hefty penny for it. So you think about the million dollars that, you know, say Bryce Young has or a free scholarship that, uh, BYU players have that means nothing compared to the amount of impressions, engagement, products they can sell, people you can get in front of at on the cheap. So it, it works for everyone. I I love it. I love it. It's making it's making universities and, and making well. I'm not. I was going to jump on NCAA, uh, but I'm going to lead NCAA for another conversation. Uh, but. <laughs> Um, the plantation you talking about the NCAA plantation <laughs> like like it's it's I, I would say this and like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast it is hilarious to me how much this conversation changed over the last 20 years because in 2001 2002 when you know this you know it was discussion came up back in the 90s but it really came up because of what Ed O'Bannon, right? And and yep. you know him not making any money off of the EA Sports game, and how they had him in there playing basketball. His his image and likeness. They just didn't say his name when they you know they said the ninety whatever year the UCLA won the uh, national championship. But well, had him in the give the listeners a little bit more detail on that because I think that's well, I, I don't remember all the details, but okay. It, it well, was, I got you. I was, got you. Yeah, all right, you can give it. Yeah, so essentially, Ed O'Bannon. <laughs> championship player for UCLA basketball team. They won the final four in the championship game. 
uh, in the mid to late mid nineties. Um, and you know, he graduated, moved on, tried to be a pro, I think had some time in the league, et cetera, et cetera. And let's say 15, 20 years later, he went to his friend's house and he's like, yo, that's me on the game right now. Um, uh, like AG was saying, like he didn't have his name, but you know, you say, uh, numbers 17 or whatever his number was at the time. Um, <laughs> Uh, for born, UCLA, born in such and such, and it just got player on the back, you know. And the NCAA was making money off that game year after year, decade after decade. And the players, even after they graduated, was getting none of that because they didn't own their name, image, and likeness. Because uh, this FYI, when you and prior to you becoming a college athlete, you have to sign an agreement with the NCAA, not the university, with the NCAA that almost forks over your rights to your name, image, and likeness. And that's how the university, that's how NCAA can license out your likeness, not your name, but your likeness on, on games, et cetera, like that. So, well, I think the university has the right to, as, as they do have the right as well. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. No, but that was kind of, it was landmark because in 2015, the U S Supreme court made a ruling that essentially they have to be compensated for cons- their commercial use of their name, image, and likeness. And which pretty much led to the ruling where we're at today. So, you know, I want to thank Ed O'Bannon who kind of d- drove this because essentially you can imagine many years later, he has a regular job probably. And then now <laughs> they're making money off of his, uh, off his name, image, and likeness. And he actually earned a $40 million sell- settlement. Um, oh, did he? Off the, off nice. the deal, yeah. So it was one of those things where it was agreement compensation. And for many years, until this this was this uh, new NIL was signed, I don't know if you if you know this, there was no NCAA sports games because they were not paying. They couldn't pay uh, the player, so you didn't have NCAA college football, basketball, etc. So there was a lot of money being revenue missed I out I, on this. I so saw, this is I one of the positive reasons. I used to love college football. I used to love exactly. NCAA college football, man. That was, that was, I played it. I played it more than Madden. Yeah. When I was and playing, that's I was playing that one more than Madden. Yeah. But that was free. You didn't have to compensate the players. Whereas in the, on the counter side, the NFL player association, you know, they signed deals with their players or the national basketball league signed deals with their players, except for like, I think it was Charles Barkley. Uh, it was. If you, it was initially. It was like Charles Barkley. It was Michael Jordan was initially out there. They were. They were. They refused to be in the game. They refused to be in the game. So that's why you would go number twenty three, Chicago. Yeah, we don't know his name. It's a, but then they, they signed. They they were able to sign off one. They they were able to sign a one off deals and get paid a lot more. Yep. Um, yep I think yep. that's how it works. So like you hold you know, on. I get it. That's what LeBron should do. Okay, you need LeBron. <laughs> I don't know. He go. probably already has. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Space Jams. We're good to go. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, this is, this is going to, I was going to say, this has been a, uh, our deep dive in the NIL name, image, and likeness. And one of the areas where we see that we're proud and happy that college players are now getting their money that they deserve. And one of the areas of opportunity for them to grow, be successful, and start to learn about money early, get agents early, get the business side. Because, you know, while we think sports are, um, you know, it's, it's do it for the love, that's wrong. It's doing it for the business. So, um, 
The love goes out the window in high school. Okay. (laughs) It becomes a business in high school. Definitely. Especially if you're in like Texas or one of those other states where you're doing 40, 50,000, 50 uh, seats in the stadium. So it's definitely uh, a a business business at that point. Yep. So, yeah. So that, that's, that's been that. So, you know, like we like to do with the whiskey here, we talk about uh, shit. You should know one of the favorite episode parts of the episode. Uh, What you got? Uh, Well, I just got one thing. Simple. It's not shit. Well, it could be shit you should know, but uh, his name is Gene Smith. He's an athletic director at the Ohio State University. Uh, Been there since 2005. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do this because I want to tell my man who, 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 you know, my friends who go to other schools and we're, we're all pro black. He's a African American athletic director at Ohio, at one of the most, you know, one of the top athletic programs in the, in the country. Black man who's led multiple championships under his belt, hired some of the top coaches on the, on on the football team, basketball teams done well, wrestling, synchronized swimming, you name it. One of the largest athletic departments, Gene Smith. You got to recognize people because it's hard. Athletic being an athletic director at a major university is hard, and hard to stay on it for more than ten years. And he's been doing it for over fifteen. So I just want to shot shot him out. Boom! There you go. See, look at that. Shit, no, you it's dope. should it's dope. know. Chichi <laughs> Chanel. So I follow up. I follow up on that. Um, in the vein of music, sports, and entertainment, I want to shout out to uh, Rock Nation for having the School of Music, Sports, and Entertainment. They signed a deal with LIU Brooklyn to serve as the globally mm-hmm. renowned destination for world class education around music, sports, and entertainment, where they're going to be raising up the future generations of these business leaders. Um, creating programs that are creating next change makers in the entertainment industry. You think about, you know, you need agents, you need uh, music producers, engineers. They've created a whole program at the Long Island University uh, where they're going to have the Rock Nation School of Music, Sports and Entertainment, covering all the things that really matter. So I think that's super dope. Shit you should know. Um, I'm gonna tip my hat to the Rock Nation oh, team. I like that one, Jay Z. For I like that they didn't uh, go to NYU going. or Columbia. Yeah, so you like, know, hopefully, I like it that it, Typically, yeah, typically they'll go to NYU or Columbia. Most most companies. And, well, no, and they, no, they, I mean, they it made it happen. That. That's right. I like that one. I like yeah, that. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that that's this been our part of the show. Shit, you should know. Um, and then, and then we want to close out with, uh, our whiskey for today. That's right. It's a little Spayburn 15, man. Like I said, has a little peatiness to it. Um, you know, I had, I also had the 10 as well. So the 10 is a little bit more peaty, but not, it's not Lafroig peaty. So it's a little bit smoother. Um, you definitely have, you get that fruit taste in it. So it's not smoky. Lafroig is smoky. So it's like that, that space side region, hence, you know, Spayburn, space side. So I like this is, yeah, a, so this is what I don't hear anybody talking about. Anybody talk. So this one's a good one. So this is, this is a good find. I agree. I agree. I thought it was pretty tasty. Uh, like the, the oak in it, in addition to like the, the spicy notes, a little citrus, a little vanilla stood out to me. And those are some of the areas where I really appreciate it, especially on the taste where you had not only the like the vanilla but you had a little orange there as well so mm-hmm. 
those are the things that got me excited and it was a, uh, a, a nice, warm, lasting finish. So uh, it's one I would definitely recommend and I'm going to dive into a little bit more because they do have other uh, other other types. You got the 12 year, they got the 10 year, like you mentioned, the 18 year uh, and the price points are really, pretty reasonable. So yeah. um, I'm definitely interested in learning more about this one. Yeah, man, whiskey, whiskey, bourbon, man, there's so many things that don't have that brand name that tastes so good. They're, they're good. And this one's this one's dangerous, too. I, I'll, let me add that part. This one's dangerous because <laughs> it's 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 smooth, so smooth that you can you can keep on drinking. You know, not yeah. one of those like, you know, you know how, you know, when you had a glass, you're like, ah, that's enough. This one you can keep pouring. This <laughs> is that smooth. Yeah. But it's Thursday this is, and I won't keep on. This is, this is one of the ones you put in the decanter and you surprise some folks with. Like, yeah, let me go get the good stuff. Like, What's that? Oh, there you go. Let me put you on that. Good price point. Works well. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for recommending this one. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Whiskey Hue. Where we were talking business, tech and culture and uh, uh, dove in the NIL name, image and likeness. So, peace. Exactly. Business. Tech.